Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. That is the sound of a spring-sprung chickadee <laughs> healthy becca tilly sitting next to me yes i am feeling so much better than the last time we recorded a podcast which we weren't together um which i didn't like i'm just gonna say it from now on i don't like being apart yeah well yeah i didn't like it either but you know we did no i know i know of course safety first i'm just saying remember when you had this like idea to move to nashville okay that was simply a thought right i'm just saying let's i know you just bought a house so you're not going to but yeah uh, in in moments where you have those ideas let's Uh just remember these times yeah yeah it's much better yeah um before we get into today's podcast i did want to address last week's podcast because i so we recorded that on a friday and then it came out on a monday and when it came out i had a lot of people i had a lot of um messages and comments about how I handled the conversation. And I just wanted to apologize because I feel like at first I was reading the comments and messages and I felt a little bit defensive, like what is going on? And I listened back and I totally understood where everyone's frustration came from because I talked about COVID and my poor, like irresponsible decision to not wear a mask, knowing I wasn't vaccinated and choosing not to wear a mask to something where there was like a ton of people. Um, and I was very, 
casual about that conversation and how I spoke about it. So I just wanted to say I'm sorry because it's a very serious thing that's happening. And there are people who have lost loved ones and really struggled with it. And I think I was totally ignorant to the fact that just because my experience hadn't been this like horrible thing, you know, as far as like what my body went through, it kind of, um, I think it was a very disrespectful way of how I talked about it for people who have had a very hard time with it and just in general, what COVID has been like for so many people. So I wanted to say, sorry, I've had a lot of, I had a really, um, eye opening. Um, yeah. A very emotional week. Um, and I had a lot of hard conversations with not only people like in my life that I care about, but a lot of people, you know, through the scrubbing and community. And, um, I'm sorry. I've dealt with a lot of guilt and regret and wish I could go back and do things differently. But, you know, now it's kind of about moving forward and doing it better. And um, so I wanted to say that I'm sorry for how I handled it because I was telling one person, like, there's always going to be topics where I could handle it better and say it better and do it better. But, um that's part of this job, you know, is like having a platform and doing it responsibly. And sometimes I'm, I just want to like, I wanted to also to, to tell you, like, I don't want to, it's not saying come to your defense in any way, but like you also, the way that you talk, sometimes you just are very like laid back and chill. And so I think that that also, yeah comes across you know and like you were also sick so you were even more laid back and chill than you usually are so mm-hmm. it may have come across in a certain way that i don't think that you intended it to and as your best friend like you know i know you weren't yes it was irresponsible to go to a a, a venue with a lot of people without a mask on yeah you it's not like you didn't take this pandemic seriously you know like you did you did take it seriously and that was yeah. one time where you where you just kind of and 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 to be fair like I think at that point I know I even I was vaccinated and I felt like I had superhuman powers because the numbers were going down and everything felt like it was opening up and we were all a little looser with stuff and so I you know like I I know you had such a hard week and like it killed me to see you that way and it crushed me and like I just know you know like you do take things response like I don't know I just I just I know you're taking it very hard and you're being hard on yourself and we love you. And I don't think it has any reflection of just, I don't, nobody thinks you're a bad person. You made a mistake and it's okay. You're going to fix it. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to address that and say, um, just kind of acknowledge people and their comments. And I hear you. I heard you. And, um, yeah, so I, you know, sometimes you lead with example and sometimes you are the example. And in this case, I was an example of what not to do. And, um, you know, sometimes this platform that we have is there's a lot of pressure and I think it's, you know, listening to people and taking accountability and responsibility is, you know, kind of where you grow. So, you know, there were some comments that I 
just it really made me think and reflect and I'm thankful for the people who approached it in a way that we were able to have a conversation with each other um and so yeah I just wanted to talk about that before we talked about you know everything else that we have today I'm sorry um okay I love you, <laughs> I love I know. you too I know but I just you know I know you were going through a lot and you know it's a lot and I think that there's a lot of you know, um, heat on both ends of it. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird because I get it from both ends. Like I have the people who, you know, I've gotten really nasty messages in my DMS like, Oh, why are you doing this? And you're not even vaccinated and da da da. And I'm like, first of all, I am vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You just don't know that. Mm -hmm. And how dare you like come at me in such a nasty way Mm -hmm. when you don't even know, you know? And so I don't know. I just think everybody is just heated in in Mm -hmm. all aspects. And I understand it's like we're going through a pandemic and and it's been really rough. And I think everybody's just. um... Yeah, everyone's scared and frustrated. And I think we've kind of forgotten how to be able to have conversations with each other. Like everyone just gets so angry and everyone has the right. I mean, whatever you're feeling right now is totally valid. But um, yeah, I just hope that I think there's a um, way that you can reach people and help, you know, if we could just hear each other and sometimes listen, I think that's a big part of it. So um, anyways, I'm feeling better. I'm really grateful. Like I had a very, like I'm hearing other people's experiences like people in my life and hearing the things that they're still struggling with like I got really really lucky I can't taste or smell and that's the only thing that I'm still is still like lingering but um I'll take that over I'm still eating so much it's the weirdest thing I'm I haven't slowed down on my unhealthy food intake I'll tell you that much um so anyways, I, what happened for well, you we this love, week? <laughs> no, like we love you and, um, I just love you. That's all. I love you too. I felt so bad because when all this was going down, I was like, I was off, I was on vacation last week. And so I just kind of was, I really, I've been trying to put my phone down more and just kind of be, um, and so when Becca wrote me and was like really going through it, I felt bad because I, I hadn't seen any of these comments, you know, and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, you know, trying to give my Tanya talk. And then it, like a couple of days on fine, I started seeing everything and I was just like, oh man, yeah, this would, this would really sting. And yeah, so. I stopped. I mean, I, I, some, I saw, I saw them initially like the first couple of days after the podcast came out and read a bunch of them. And then I kind of just, I had to basically stop looking at everything because it was all kind of a repetitive you know it was a repetitive sentiment of how people felt and which was they were disappointed there was it was kind of the same comment um just from different people and said in different ways but I just had to stop you know I didn't feel like I was making myself I was I ended up it got very I was very um like unforgiving towards myself yeah we all make mistakes it's okay but we're back and we have fun on this podcast yeah that's what we're here for to have fun and laugh and have girl talk 
I mean, Tanya and I went on vacation together last week. We should probably <laughs> mention that at some point. Yeah, I heard you. I mean, it was the most random run-in. Most <laughs> random freaking run-in ever. I do want to talk about that. And then I also want to tell you about my dinner date with Nancy Spielberg because it was mm. like a full circle moment. And it was just like so epic. Oh, yeah, that was... I. That was a really cool story. Yeah. I was, and it just like, okay. it was like, it, there's like a beginning, middle and end. And it really just came together in a really beautiful way. Yeah. So, um, but last week I took off. And so I went for the first time I went on vacation with my boy, with Red Star and his like entire family. So it was, you know, his parents, his family, his brother's family. And then like, cause his brother was turning 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I don't know exactly. I like that when it's so funny when I'm on vacation, I don't know days. Like I don't know dates. I don't know what day of the week it is. I have like no idea of like Mm -hmm. no concept of anything, which is actually pretty cool. I've never really been like that before. (laughs) I've been so like dialed in. Um, And so the first day, I think it was the first day we get there and we walk to the pool and there's like a family pool and like an adult pool. So we go to the family pool and I'm there all day. So like we're there from probably like, 2 p.m. and we started we left the pool at like six so i'm there for like solid four hours and it's the size of a pool so it's not that big right Mm -hmm. i'm walking out who do i see flip-flopping around in the pool with his kids none other than our very own mark (laughs) right so here's my perspective on it i'm in the pool with my kids and my wife and they have these giant beach balls there that are like massive i don't even know how to describe them, but they're huge and we're playing the game where you try to keep the, the beach ball in the air as many times as you can as you bat it back and forth between each other and as we're doing this and get and counting and getting to a very high number i hear mark and i'm like nope that cannot be for me i'm just going to keep playing the game because there's no way that person is talking to me and then it's closer mark and i look up and there's tanya red and it's all weird because it's worlds colliding yeah. Like, I wouldn't imagine her being here. But also, this is the kids' pool. This is the family pool. Why is Tanya at the family pool when there's an adult pool that <laughs> any reasonable adult would go to? Because they're screaming kids in this pool all day long. All day long. <laughs> and there she is. And sure enough, their kids there, too. And the whole family and everybody's there. <laughs> yeah. But this is the best part. And so earlier, maybe like, uh, let's see, I was leaving at the pool at 6. So earlier by the pool, it was like 4 o'clock. I see our old boss from the morning show there with her kids. And so I was like, what? I see her. I say, hi. I introduce, you know, my boyfriend, his family. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we used to work together five years ago on the morning show. This is so crazy, blah, blah. So anyways, she goes back with her family. I'm like chit-chatting with mine. And then we're like leaving. And then we see Mark and Ravi just literally goes, you're kidding. <laughs> Cause we had already seen somebody else, yeah. you know? And so he was like, no way Mark is here. And it was just so weird. And also that the hotel is, is it's very um, quaint. Like mm-hmm. there's not much, there's not many places to go. So you're going right. to run into people <laughs> all the time. And so like we were walking back to our room the next night after dinner, we ran into Mark and his family. <laughs> we went to go get ice cream the following night. We ran into Mark and his family. <laughs> we took a nice little photo. Well, there was a nice, yeah, that was nice. And there was also the nice moment where you and, and, and Red Star and my daughters were playing the keep the ball in the air game in the pool. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So then we were in the we were like in the pool and I saw that they were playing with each other, just the two of them. And so I was like, come on, let's like play with these. These are Mark's girls. Um, and so we were playing keep the ball in there. We got to like 100 something. Oh, wow. Impressive. Uh, yeah, 100, exactly. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> we could have gone further, but we got to hundred and we were like feeling good. And so we just right. like chilled, but like, what are the odds? I know. Well, that is, I was going to say, so neither of you knew that you were going to Ohio on. No. And it was no. like our third choice. Like we tried two weekends and they were all sold out. So we had to kind of settle for checking in on a Sunday and leaving on a Wednesday. And so we, we hadn't, no, we had no idea she was going to be there or that we were going to be there. Right. But it makes sense because we are kind of off at the same time of the year in terms That's of true. morning show. Like we yeah. have the same weeks that we can take off. So it's not that big of a shock in terms of timing, but like the hotel is just so random. Like it was so random. I couldn't get over it. So we see Mark, we say hi. And you, I think you met every, you met Red Star, you met I the met kids, you met yeah. his parents. Yep. Uh, and so we say goodbye. We go to the, to back to the room to like shower and get ready for dinner. And he comes back into my room and he goes, I cannot believe Mark's here. <laughs> it's like, I know it's so crazy. <laughs> he was getting the Red Star updates. Yeah. He was like, what can I see over here? What's happening with Red Star and Tanya? It's so wild. Did you not think that was the wildest thing? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Absolutely. And that other people we knew were there. It was all very weird. It was very <laughs> weird, but so cute. Yeah, it's beyond. Very cute, very on brand. I felt yeah. like, yeah, it was. No, cute. my kids are big fans Aww. of your of yours. Yeah, I'm big fans of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and y'all bonded over the ball bopping game. The ball bopping, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Red Star's youngest, like, is still too young to play, but he was like keeping, trying to like keep score for us. It was cute. Mm. Yeah, just a lot of family bonding. It was a lot of. Let me tell you something for people who. Um, are used to being at the adult pool. <laughs> the kid pool is like a whole nother world. Like I've never experienced anything like it. I don't think I've been to a kid pool in a minute. I never realized there were kid pools. Well, I like mean, separate it, ones. At well, hotels. I mean, that is kind of a luxury. <laughs> like if you go somewhere where, where there's, there's an two. adult pool and a family pool, it's kind of like a, that's an, a luxury experience. So Yeah, and I think whenever I've gone with my niece and my nephew, we go to, I don't know. The, I have no idea. I Because I've, I've gone to the pools with my niece and my nephew before, but I, I don't know if this one was just totally different, but it was like wild. I sometimes... Floaties I mean, everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. like all, uh, uh, the things that you can jump through, water guns. It was like wild. I sometimes, I mean, if the, if the like other pool of the family pool or whatever kid pool is better, I stay there. Like I'm not really that, I don't think I'm that affected by like loud kids or anything. I'm not affected by it either, but I don't know. I think it was also very, I think that the hotel is probably very packed. Oh, so it was. Yeah, perhaps. But yeah, peak. there were a lot of screaming kids. I mean, my kids aren't screamers, but there were a lot of screaming kids there. Yeah. And the other thing is other kids tend to join like, and I don't, I don't mind that. I kind of like that. Although I did get bit one year by a little girl whose last name was like, I remember her name was like hamburger or burger. I forget because it was written all over the, the floaties that they brought. But anyway, oh. she bit me. She, they were playing some sort of game and she thought it'd be, she was pretending to be a dog. I forget exactly. So you're, you're liable to get bit. But um, we did have some kids join us this year. Thomas and Alessia joined us for the ball bopping game. And that was really nice. They were great kids. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah. kind of fun. But yeah. I do see the appeal of the adult only pool. But what's so funny is I thought all those floaties and stuff were just communal. I thought they were just like in the pool. And, and uh so I went to go grab one of them to like play with or whatever and this kid was like that's mine and like yanked it from me and I was like I'm so sorry I had no idea like I felt <laughs> so bad 
there's something scary about little kids when they're territorial about their toys oh, and yeah. stuff and she was ticked that i took it i was like i'm so sorry would you like a water gun that i brought like uh. i was um at my sister's and her girlfriend's in newport and we were playing which this is embarrassing but we were playing flip cup which i haven't played like i oh, haven't that really played so fun it's so fun but like you know those are very much like college that type of time of your life games yeah. but um we were outside and we there was like one team was making a comeback and so we all celebrated so loud and then I couldn't see where my sister was but she stopped playing in the middle of this like really intense game we were like what are you doing like screaming at her and I didn't realize that the neighbor had come over to tell her like she was going to call the cops if it if it if we didn't clean up and go inside and I was so like, I was like, I got to go home. Like my night is done. Like being, getting in trouble by <laughs> an older person is still so scary to me. Yeah. Getting in trouble by a younger one is scarier. Let me tell you. No, I don't no, know. No, oh, Not no. like a, an old angry lady <laughs> who is ready to call the cops on you is a, a very intimidating it is very moment, intimidating. no matter how old you are. And so then my sister she was like, I feel so bad. I feel like I need to send her like some cookies or something tomorrow. And I'm like, you and we were just getting hyped over flip cup. It's, it's okay. <laughs> she lives in a very like loud place. It's Friday night, you know, but if you want to send her cookies, sure. That's nice. Yeah. I would have probably done that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you would. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, felt refreshed. It was a nice, it was a nice trip. What's next? I feel like you're just like, just jet setting yeah. yeah no this is like a jaunt away from la i think it's like how long of a drive is it? an hour and a half two well, hours from us for from here it's only about 45 minutes so yeah, yeah. it was easy such an easy little tell you we have time for your nancy spielberg dinner before uh, our guest arrives oh okay oh, yeah. okay so this is the cutest thing because i posted this picture of me red star nancy spielberg and i got a couple scrubbers that messaged me and were like i'm binging the podcast from the beginning and i'm just now hearing this story of the woman you ran into in the air i was like how funny oh, that's cool so anyways i re- i was flying back from new york right before the pandemic hit it was after the harry styles um, oh yeah i heard music release party and uh i sat next to this woman on the, my flight and she ended up being jewish and uh, I was telling her, oh, my God, I just started dating this Jewish guy. We just became official. So I was telling her all about him. She was telling me about her faith and her religion and, how, you know, all of these things, telling me about her brother and how he ended up marrying this, like, Christian woman, da, da, da. Cut to, we end up talking the whole flight, six hours, right? We land, and she's like, you're so cute. I want to send you something. Like, what's your Instagram? Let me friend you, whatever. So we start following each other, and her name is Nancy Spielberg. And I was like you related to Steven Spielberg? And she's like, yeah, that's my brother. I was like, this is way too funny. So she ends up sending me this uh, newish Jewish encyclopedia, which I now, I used it a lot of like the beginning of Red Star and I, when we started dating because it has all the traditions and kind of just the fundamentals of the Jewish faith in there. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of kept in touch through Instagram and um, her mom uh, owned like a, kosher deli here in LA and so she took it over when her mom passed away and so Nancy reached out to me and she's like is this the guy that we talked about on the flight I'd love for you guys to come to the you know to the restaurants called the Milky Way and have dinner with me and so uh we ended up going and the three of us had like a beautiful dinner and she was a riot they made this real the, the mother passed away so Stephen made this beautiful film like in the walkway of 
old videos of his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like all of his movie posters are like in this hallway in there. And it, yeah, it's just, it's really cute. And apparently it's like a kosher Jewish staple in LA because people were hitting me up saying they go there all the time. And um, so she was just like really excited to meet him. She loved him. She called him a mensch, which is a term of endearment. Um, I had to look it up, but they had such a good time. The Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had two bottles of wine and just really had such a great time. And it just felt like one of those like full circle moments of life. I mean, it is. It's like, how many people do you meet like in life when you're traveling how often are you having those conversations with people that you're like, okay, I'll never see this person again. You right. know, like that was a really good conversation or, you know, whatever. I hope I never see them again, but how often do you actually see them again in an intentional way? Yeah. And I was like laughing so hard because she was telling me all about her brother and his relationship with a Christian woman, or I think I don't know if she was Christian or Catholic, but not Jewish, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, the fact that her brother Steven Spielberg is just so funny. Like, it's just so Oh, good. that's who she was talking about when she was talking about her brother? Yeah. Oh. I, was, I like her, was listening to all these stories and then it finally came. I was just like, this is way too good. Who you know is Jessica Capshaw's mom. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh. Until uh, we were at dinner and I said, Jessica Capshaw is your niece. You know, my podcast is all about <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. And she was like no I didn't know so I was like showing her all about our <laughs> podcast and stuff oh, but wow. I guess so she is um the daughter of Steven Spielberg's wife now but this Jessica Capshaw was her daughter before she married Steven Spielberg so it's kind of like his stepdaughter yeah it's his stepdaughter yeah, yeah. oh you knew that yeah yeah, yeah. oh well versed in and the Spielberg things, the trilogy just, yeah. family tree well and then yeah because then I was um I like I'm like social media friends with his daughter, his youngest daughter, Destry. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Tell him that I'm friends with his sister. Nancy. I know. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to connect all these dots and we'll see what we can do with that. Probably nothing. But just say, like, isn't that crazy? All the I like, just love because she was telling me because they obviously they, you know, uh, there was divorce and there's kids involved and then the Jewish and the Chris. So it all kind of was helpful for me in my journey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just too good. The food was fantastic. So if you live in LA, the Milky Way. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. Um, our guest today is someone that I'm actually yeah, super speaking of Jewish. Yeah. Um <laughs> we are talking to Batsheva from um My Unorthodox Life. And I am so interested in talking to her just because um we'll get into her story, but just kind of the element of growing up in a certain faith in a certain way. And then at a certain point deciding what you want your life to be like. And I feel like in the show, I relate most to her because she's still kind of where I'm at in the show. She's still kind of in the middle of saying like, I respect my religion. I, I respect how I was raised, but I disagree with this aspect of it. And I think I was saying earlier before we started the podcast, like, there's so many, um, religion is such a personal and very sensitive topic and people feel very protective and defensive over it, which I think is a great thing. But also I think sometimes we, um, invalidate other people's experiences because it doesn't actually match ours perfectly. Right. And, um, so we're having her on to kind of discuss her experience and like this TV show and kind of like her, 
um, life and what it's been like since all of a sudden being thrown into this very public. But I think TV that a show. lot of people can relate to it because they came from an Orthodox Jewish uh, family and her mom broke away from it at the age of four. I mean, the show is just fantastic because at 43, she kind of decides I want to leave my religion start my own life, my own career, do my own thing. And now she's like the CEO of elite models mm-hmm. and was the CEO of La Perla. And really she's like truly a modern woman. I, it's amazing, but it's funny. Cause I was watching the show and I was like, I can relate because I grew up serving Orthodox. Mm-hmm. I chose Christianity for myself in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that comes along with that when, you know, it's, it was hard conversations with my parents and now I'm dating a Jewish man. And like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of all these things that I think a lot of people can relate to whatever faith and, and mm-hmm. religion they're in. Totally. Like, I don't think it's limited to one. Like, I don't think her story is limited to just her religion. I think yeah. so many people have probably watched it and really related to it or not. Maybe they watch it and they're like, this is not at all what my experience is. is. But I, I am very excited to talk to her just because I watch it and I'm like, I I know that confusion of like, do I still like, do I still believe this or is it just what I've grown up my whole life believing? So like there is that um kind of middle ground that can be so hard sometimes. And like yeah. her mom was just like, I'm making this decision. I'm done. Like kind of just like fully decided she was out of it. So um, we're going to talk to her in a little bit and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Same. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my Whoa. hero. My shiro. Yeah. Shiro. For my shiro. Sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. You'll know real when you get it. 
It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay authenticity guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Bethany Joy Lenz. I'm Hillary Burton Morgan. And I'm Sophia Bush. And we are doing a virtual event in September in honor of One Tree Hill Day, September 23rd. OTH Day for the OTH fam. And this podcast family is going to be benefiting Kind Campaign with this event. They work to end bullying in schools, and we just love them. That's right. The drama queens are so excited to hang out with you guys on our very special day. So all the information is going to go up on loopedlive.com. There is more information coming soon. That's L-O-O-P-E-D live.com. So like we said earlier, we have a very special guest coming into the Scrubbing In OR. Please welcome Batsheva Hart into Scrubbing In. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, we're, I'm so excited to talk to you. So I started binging um, my unorthodox life a couple of weeks ago, and I really connected with you and your storyline um, because I grew up in a very, you know, I grew up in the South. So I grew up in a very Christian conservative lifestyle and moved out to California probably like 12 years ago and have kind of been in that place of deciding what I believe for myself and how much I keep from how I grew up and what I believe now as an adult. So I'm really excited to talk to you because I personally connected with you so much on the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. I feel like a lot of people, like regardless of religious background, Mm -hmm. like you can connect to it and like everyone has like any religion that you come from that's kind of strict. It's the same. Not even strict because for me, so I grew up uh, Serbian Orthodox. That's just how I was born and raised. My parents were both from Serbia. I went to Serbian Orthodox church and schooling my whole childhood. And then As an adult, I started going to Christian church and really found myself in that space. And I remember it was like a really difficult kind of year or two with my parents kind of explaining that I get much more from going to Christian church and and this than I did from from going to Serbian Orthodox church and not like I, I look down on it Mm -hmm. or I, you know, I regret the way I grew up or any, any of that kind of stuff. But for me, for as an adult, this is what, and so I was watching this and I was just like very, I think a lot of people have these conflicting feelings and I don't think I appreciated what I did for myself Mm -hmm. until I kind of am like seeing it all play and how hard that actually is. And now my parents and I are, you know, it wasn't like it never caused a rift between us, but it was a a difficult conversation to have. And now I'm dating a Jewish guy. Oh yeah. Welcome to the tribe. (laughs) And I'm like learning all about the Jewish, you know, religion and, and traditions. And everybody keeps asking me if I'm going to convert. And, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, I don't know where the road's going to take me. But for now, like I, I really, you know, I like my Christian faith. I like mm-hmm. where I am with it. And he respects that. And he respects that right. about me. And, and we kind of are doing a hybrid. We celebrate both holidays and traditions. And so it's kind of a beautiful thing. But it's it's very tricky, the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, going from the lifestyle that you grew up in and now all of a sudden everyone's like watching your life and kind of watching you go through this, um, like very personal. I mean, I would, my mine has been very personal for me of like yeah. deciding like what I believe and who I am. And, um, and now you're watching it play out on TV and like everyone has an opinion. Like I was on your TikTok the other day and looking at the comments and I'm like, my God, God. like (laughs) everyone has an opinion, you know, it's like, was it hard or were you just kind of like you expected it and kind of were prepared or how are you dealing with it? Um, I think it was helpful that it wasn't an immediate response. Like we filmed last year. So Mm -hmm. I didn't get that immediate feedback. I I didn't really share. I didn't share anything about my religious journey on my Instagram because I didn't want that feedback. I wasn't interested in hearing other people's input on my life and my choices. I did do a couple of like TikTok storytelling kind of Mm -hmm. things. But again, like I just don't look at the the comments because I know I'm going to see mixed reviews um, and I can protect myself that way. 
But for the show, like we got really deep, really, you know, down to the nitty gritty. Um, and it definitely, I think, helped knowing that like the next day I wasn't going to get an immediate response. Like mm-hmm. having that time, it felt like it was so long ago. I'm like, oh, I said that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of helpful that it's delayed. I want you to kind of give people listening, if they haven't watched the show, a little bit of background of, you know, you got married at 19. You weren't allowed to just a little bit of background on your actual faith and the rules that you ha- kind of lived by you know you didn't wear pants for so long um and kind of your journey in that and where you are now so yeah I grew up um in an ultra orthodox Jewish community so we had super strict modesty rules to cover your collarbone your elbow below your knee um and you know like education isn't encouraged you get married super young I got married at 19 to my husband who was 19 also. Um, And, you know, you're expected to have kids right away. And then my mom, right after my husband and I got married, decided to leave the faith. And um, the show basically follows my life and my family's life now and kind of talks about where we were and where we came from and where we are now. So it's about all about the journey and about a family who learns how to, to come together with differences in their faith. I feel like that's a good yeah. little synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that was great. Keep the pe- people wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do. I found it so interesting how in the part I'm like still binging it right now, but you kind of are going through this, um, I don't even want to say conflict, but kind of disagreeing with your husband and talking about like what you want to do and like decisions you want to make about for yourself and about yourself. And he's from what the show portrays, like he's very supportive of you. Like I think he kind of is fighting what he has been taught his whole life while trying to show you respect and love, like how he can, has it just gotten like, um, easier as the time has gone on or what's the dynamic with like you and his family so in terms of like dressing he's gotten to the point where I just get dressed and he's like that's what you're wearing if it's like something little or whatever that I wouldn't have worn before and I'm like yep and he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) so any anything he just holds it inside um but I think that's like a level of respecting me and my decisions it's my body I should be the only one who's making the choices of what I do and do not wear. Um, In terms of his family, we are still very close with them. They're very similar to my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, like they just want us to be happy and they respect us and we respect them. So I think like that's how we keep the relationship strong. It's so interesting because so like for me, I, I respect tradition and I think there's something really beautiful about tradition and tradition and faith and, and that. But, and again, I know this is, you know, your family's story and one's perspective, and I'm not as familiar with the, you know, Jewish Orthodox, that's Mm -hmm. the Orthodox strictness. But when, you know, you guys were sharing that you can't wear revealing clothing or pants, I was just like, if someone tried to tell me that I couldn't wear pants or show my shoulder, I, 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 I was just getting so fired up. Like I was just, you know what I mean? Like there's no way I just would never, I can't. But then I also understand that like, if I was raised a different way, 
I don't know. It's it was I was such a mind trip for me watching. Like I can't even like verbalize how it was making me feel. Like I think I was feeling like your mom. <laughs> yeah, like I was brought up in that, so like my whole life I had those restrictions. So it was annoying when I was growing up and I was in that community, but I was like all of my friends are doing it, all the people I associate myself with, my community, everybody I see. Um but once I, you know, was a little exposed more to the outside world. I was like, I want to wear pants. Like this is really annoying. Pants are amazing. Love them. And comfortable. Um, <laughs> so comfortable. And also like my whole thing was like a lot of times they're more modest than wearing a little mini skirt or right. a short dress or something. Um, so like, I remember when my mom started not being modest. And in the beginning, I would get like, Oh, my God, what the hell are you wearing embarrassed. And whenever she would wear pants, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I love when you wear pants because she wears like the itty bitty stuff. <laughs> so that was like, kind of when I was having a conversation with my husband, I'm like, pants are modest, they they clever at all, you know? Yeah, there's yeah. no skin was, showing. <laughs> yeah, there's no skin showing. It really was just how we were raised. Mm -hmm. And like, ha like the people we didn't know anyone who had any like religiousness in them and wore pants. It was like, if you wore pants, that means you weren't affiliated at all. Um, and if you didn't, that meant you were religious. So it was like, I, it was such like a, a big line in the sand to kind of like hop over that and be like, I'm wearing pants. That's just like, yeah. so for me, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just, you know, gonna say it. I don't understand how like, you know, I don't really, I don't really wear super sexy things. I think if I was, if I was kind of rebelling I, and I couldn't wear that for so long, I would wear, you know, like plunging necklines and mini skirts and I would, you know, just because I wanted to. My mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I get it. I'm like, I totally get it. I'd probably feel the same way, but I don't understand how the way that I dress, how that has to do with my relationship with God. You know what I mean? Like as a Christian, the way I live my life and my relationship with God is so removed from the clothes I wear and stuff. It's the person that I am and the way I treat people. So it's like, so it's, I can't even wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel now. I feel like if you're a good person and you respect people and like, that's like, those are like the most important things. And like, I feel like that's what makes you a good person. Not like how much covered up you are or the length of your skirt or the length of your sleeve. And these were all things that what I grew up with, that's how people would judge each other. I, yeah, it's interesting. There's so many extremes in religion. And I think it's, if you don't grow up with any sort of religion, I understand why people are, um, scared of it in a way because it's so like like you said there's that line in the sand and it's like you are either this or you're this but you can't wear pants and believe the same thing I believe it's like so backwards right. in my mind because right. I feel like religion and like how we're supposed to treat people is not about that and I think so often like people I, I loved what you said about your his uh, your husband's parents about like it's just a level of respect like being able to say hey this is what I'm doing with my life and this is what you're doing with your life and I respect you even though it's different and I think people have kind of lost that compassion and like yeah. understanding of each other because if it doesn't align people are so quick to say something if it doesn't align with how they live their life and it's like we're all different exactly. Yeah. And I think like, that's something you see in the show is 
everyone in my family is at different levels Mm -hmm. of belief, but we all respect each other. And like, that's what makes us a close family because we have that respect. And it's like, you live your life how you want to live it and I'll live mine. And as long as we all come together as a family, that's the most important thing. Do you feel like, so (laughs) I've been on a reality show like a long time ago and I remember like going through the experience and then watching it after it was edited and put together for, you know, an episode and being like, for the most part, like that's what happened, but they didn't really show everything. Do you feel like your experience being in the, um, community where you grew up, do you feel like it's portrayed accurately or do you feel like it's like biased towards your family or biased the other way? Like, how did you feel like once it came out and you saw it all done? I, yeah, I think like the, what I tell people is that, and what my mom shares is she sharing her personal experience and we're sharing our personal experience. And it's not a blanket statement for everybody in the community that we came from mm-hmm. um and I think she shares that a lot like this is what she went through mm-hmm. and you know I had a different experience growing up it wasn't as strict as hers as I was getting older she was mentally changing her viewpoint on life mm-hmm. um but everything that was shared was what happened to her right so when people write in they're like well it's not like that I'm like well maybe it's not like that for you but this was what happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, I encourage people to to watch the full the full nine episodes before they make like any any judgments on it. I know. I mean, I was getting heat just from posting a video on my Instagram that I was watching the show. I was getting some 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 nasty messages mm-hmm. uh, just from watching it. But mm-hmm. you know what? I I find it so inspiring what your mom did. What was it? 43 when she left the community? No job. Yeah, 42. Yeah. No, no job. Education, five, no how many kids? Five, four of you. Four kids? Four. Four yeah. kids. 43. No education. Started her own company, right? And then was like the CEO of La Perla. Now she's the CEO of Elite Models. I mean, it's pretty incredible what she did just religion aside Mm -hmm. just as a woman in the the industry Mm -hmm. yeah no she's amazing she works her ass off 24 7 and she has her goals and her dreams and she is going for them yeah do you love your stepdad is he your stepdad yeah yeah I mean I I feel like I my mom they got married like two years ago so I I feel like I'm not in the stepdad like category because I don't live at home I feel like it's like a different kind of you know relationship but yeah we're he's into photography so it's really nice we can connect in in that way um and we all have like our different things my sister's in technology and we all have our our like you know categories of interest so it was really nice to be able to have that with him yeah your younger sister is hilarious and tanya said she relates more to her because she's a little more like this is what I'm doing, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I'm living my life for me, not for anyone else. <laughs> but she is like balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. And when she was making out on the couch with her girl or the girl that she brought over, I was like, yeah. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Yeah, yeah. Work party. <laughs> I was like, at first, I was like, oh, my God, people are going to think I'm so mean. And everyone's like, no, like you're it's normal. What you're what you're feeling. She's at a work event with all of her bosses there. Like, yeah. and, it, I, and at my mom's apartment. So like, you can just go to your room. 
yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't like she was somewhere where she couldn't go find privacy but um oh she God. reminds me a lot of my youngest sister as well where it's just kind of like I don't know if it's kind of that youngest sister mentality mm. and like yeah. that age range because how old is she 20. She is 21 and I'm 21. 28. So yeah, we yeah. have like that. I definitely have that older sister protectiveness. Yeah. And um, you're kind of a little more like, you know, reserved. looking around, <laughs> making sure everyone's comfortable around you. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get you're that. so a Becca and I, I'm so yeah. Miriam, Miriam, right? Miriam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Wait, it. I want to, I do want to talk about just like married life because you got married at 19 mm-hmm. and you guys are obviously still together. Yeah. Um, what is that like? <laughs> And because like, think about it. If you got married, I'm such a different person now than I was at 19, but I do think there is a way to grow with somebody. You just, it really comes down to communication, like growing together. For sure. Yeah. I think, well, it's definitely different. Like where we grew up, like you're not on your own, you're supportive financially, which a lot of people ask about, because like, how can you be, you know, have to pay your own rent and all these things when you're 19 and like just out of high school. Um, but it's it was definitely challenging. Like I always felt like some people say like as years go by, like it's harder their marriage. And I feel like for us, it's easier because we've like learned how to communicate and when to give each other space and when not to. And just I think like the biggest thing for us was like letting each other know where we were at, even mm-hmm. if we were at different points. Um, but we always had like the same core values. And I think that's what held us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you just said out of high school, that really put it into perspective of yeah. how young that is like, and how, I mean, I do think though, in life, we're always changing and growing. So like, no matter what age you get married, I think that you're going to change and have to grow together and like have to communicate and understand each other. It's just like, when you think about being so young, it is kind of jarring to think that you haven't even really gotten to experience so many of life's experiences yeah yeah that's why I didn't want babies (laughs) yeah but yeah and so I love that you made that decision for yourself like you you love your husband and y'all are like making it work and like you're happy there but also you knew to draw the line at having kids you're kind of like I'm not ready for that no, and that's why I always say I'm like I did the married thing young, so I don't yeah. want to do the kids thing young. <laughs> I want to be able to like enjoy, and I feel like I just like got to the point where I'm like very content in where I am in my life. So I feel like I want to take advantage of this time and like knowing who I am and enjoy that before I bring in a human being. <laughs> I know, but I I, and I'm sure like <sighs> okay. I, I just feel like I, I can't just the the DMs that I get I can't imagine people probably have an opinion of everything that you've done especially like getting married at 19 are people like how do you because you've only slept with your husband right yeah yeah are people do people have like comments about that like how do you know um I actually like just posted I'm gonna do a YouTube Q&A so I was looking through and like some people were asking about that I I feel like because I don't know anything else, like I, I can't like answer it in a in a good way. Like this is what I know. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's cool to be able to like be with that one person and, and yeah. feel like that connectiveness to them. And to, like grow together. Yeah. When you're in love, it's like the sex can't be bad when you're in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it just can't. Yeah. 
thank God for chemistry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I, I do. And it's always interesting. Cause like people, when they do something different from someone else, they have an opinion of like, you can't possibly be happy with that. And it's like, just because you haven't been able to find happiness with yourself yeah. doesn't mean that someone else hasn't been able to find happiness with one yeah, person. 100%. Like that's a beautiful thing that a lot of people don't get, you know, like a lot of people don't have, can't say that. And right. I think, um, I just am like a big fan of you and think that you. what your family has done is very brave, especially from, from For my sure. perspective, because I know how, opinionated people are and when it comes to religion and culture it's such a sensitive personal topic and I think you're probably um helping a lot of people feel like themselves so yeah and and I feel like a lot of the messages I got were like we haven't you either see like ultra religious people or unaffiliated people on tv and you never kind of see anybody who's like mixing it in Mm -hmm. a little bit Um, so I feel like we're in a good place in order to share that part. And like when Ben and I were talking about doing the show and like sharing all this religious stuff, we're like, we're bringing that, that perspective to the table, because like you have my mom and my sister who Mm -hmm. aren't affiliated. I mean, not, not affiliated. They, you know, believe in God in their own way. And then you have my brother who's like much more religious and Ben and I are kind of like finding ourselves in the religion, but we still respect it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that isn't portrayed as much on TV. No, for sure. And I think Becca hit the nail on the head when she said, I think a lot of people can find a lot of um, like solidarity with you or like with not necessarily just you, but like each person, particularly in your family, because you're all on your own journey. And these are very sensitive topics that a lot of people are scared to talk about. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people that watch it can connect and be like, dang, like this is how I've felt and this is how I feel and feel less alone. So I do, I give you a lot of props because it was like, I, I can't remember which one, but I think it was like when your mom was writing the book and she talked about, um, your guys's first sexual experience. And I'm like, all that is very, it's very personal, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, it's, but I think a lot of people can really relate to it. So yeah, that was fan. kind of, thank you. Yeah, that was kind of like our thought process on what we're sharing. We're like, is a sharing this going to help people? Like, are people going to be able to learn or be inspired by this experience? And like, if not, like the thing I asked my mom to take out of the book, I'm like, nobody's learning from this. These are personal details that nobody needs to know. Um, But the actual like uncomfortableness or us not knowing what to do I'm like people can relate to that like that mm-hmm. that was like an experience that even though it's like very private to share we felt like we could help people by sharing it I think a lot of times when we're scared of something it's normally something that could really help someone and I think it's being able to say like even if this does not feel safe for me like if, if even though it's scary to share, like it could be so beneficial for other people. So I really applaud you. It's not easy and it's not easy doing it. It's not easy doing it in general. It's really not easy to do it, do it in such a public way. So um, I, I'm just Thank grateful you. that your family was, you know, willing to be open. Cause y'all could have just, y'all could have just done it and been like, yeah, we, 
kind of brushed over the challenges of it to make this reality exactly. show. And you've kind of gone into the complications, like you said, of everyone kind of being in a different place. So it's, yeah. It's and I also good. really enjoyed your marriage kind of scuttles because I think a lot of people have those and not necessarily specifically what you guys were dealing with, but you know, yeah. he wants to have babies now and you wanted to wait. So you compromise and you checked your fertility. Both of you checked your fertility and like, I thought that was so beautiful. You know, it's like you see conflict resolution mm -hmm. and yeah. same with you wearing pants. Like it was a conflict, but he said, just give me some time. And you gave him some time. And like, I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful thing to see people in a marriage show that they disagree and they have different opinions about things, but you can compromise and come to an agreement because I think a lot of the time, you know, especially on social media, you just see people posting yeah. like photos making out and you don't, nobody shares the the tough parts, mm -hmm. but relationships are, require work, you know? So For I sure, yeah. really applaud you and your husband, Ben, yeah. because I think, you know, he could, I think a lot of people could say, you know, that he could come off looking, you know, like, oh, I don't want my wife to wear pants, but I could tell, you know, even me, like I'm somebody that's like, no one's going to tell me what to wear, but I could even see internally like his he loves you so much and he grew up a certain way. And so he's trying, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I could see his, that battle internally with him. So I just want to applaud you guys. I thought it was just really well done. Thank you. Yeah. They were all, yeah. Like real conversations that we've had. Like people are like, Oh, is it scripted? Do they tell you what to say? And I'm like, no, like these are all like, I think what the show felt real because we were having real conversations that we, actually have and they mm -hmm. weren't like made up drama yeah. yeah okay so part of our show every week we do we get emails from our listeners they write in and then we kind of um offer our advice which... oh yeah wait before we get into that can you just oh. tell us like is there a season two coming i cannot say yet but it has to though right mm -hmm. I mean, I would hope so. If Netflix is listening, season two, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way. I think, yeah, I think it's. But so, because I, I haven't finished the series, but what can you tell us as far as like where everything stands right now? You're wearing He's pants. Oh, 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 where I am. Oh, yeah. yes, I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing. I'm wearing a sleeveless. This is something new this year. Very exciting. Um, so I feel like now I've come to like, I wear whatever I want now. There, there isn't any like more hurdles. Cause when I was looking back, I remember when we were filming and I like came in with that, like open, mm -hmm. like it was literally, I think just like a little bit of my shoulder was exposed and I'm like, Oh no, he's not going to like this. I remember the producer being like, uh, nobody's going to understand that this is a big deal for you. And I'm like, well, it is a big deal. <laughs> And so like, I've really come a long way because it's also a different change for me. Mm -hmm. um, but besides for that, still doing content creation, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, check me out. <laughs> you're I so know. cute. I know you're so cute. Thank you. I love your style. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So we have an email from Abigail and then Mark, our, one of our producers, he normally reads our emails and then we'll just kind of help, you know, we just give our advice cool. on give our opinion, whatever. <laughs> Love it. All right. Abigail says, here's a little backstory. I grew up in a strict religious Christian environment. My parents got married at 18. I was taught that our purpose on earth as women was to find a man to provide for you and have lots of babies together. Education beyond high school was not encouraged for women. I followed my parents' example, got married young and had children right away. I had no aspirations beyond being the best wife and mother I could be. 
Fast forward to age 23. My abusive husband left me. I was completely lost. I had little work experience and no college education, but had to find a way to provide for my two kids. I'm now 28 years old, and I've been slowly going to college over the past five years, and I'm supposed to graduate with my bachelor's degree in December. However, now I'm questioning if I should return to school to become a nurse. Becoming a labor and delivery nurse has always been on my dream list, but I still don't think I'm as passionate about it as some are. Should I pursue nursing school? Should I pursue something even if I'm not 100% sure? Ooh. Wow, well, she sounds like a warrior. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that you went through that. I know. I... I'm also sorry that that's a lot for someone to go through at age 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And get married at 18. I relate to the whole beginning part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was going to say it almost sounded just like it your story at the beginning. Similar, yeah. Um, you know, I would say committing to something. I, I've never been to, I didn't finish college. I went for one year. Um, but the the commitment alone to uh, school, going back to school, I think is a very big commitment. And I think wanting, needing to be very passionate about what you want to do is a very big part of that because I, it's a lot of money and time and energy. So I personally would say, don't like look into it, continue to research it, find what you love about it and see if it's something that really you think would fuel you because it's a big commitment if you're not. Yeah. But I think, I think kind of, I think what she's not, is it anonymous or was Abigail? Abigail. Abigail. I think what Abigail has learned is a lesson that I think everybody can learn from. And that's always to be able to rely on yourself. Never have, never let somebody like you're, having a job, being able to live on your own is so important, even mm-hmm. in a relationship, marriage, et cetera. Um, and I think that, you know, a nursing profession is a beautiful profession and mm-hmm. I think it's never going anywhere. Like we're always going to need nurses. There's hospitals everywhere. You mm-hmm. can work. There's doctor's offices all over. So I feel like if you were to move, you could still be, and I don't, I obviously did not go to nursing school, so I don't know the technicalities, but I feel like if you were ever wanting to move to a different state, this is something that you, that this is a career that you can have for the rest of your life. And I think it's a wonderful investment. And if it's something that you're really passionate about, I think it's a win-win and something that you can rely on for the rest of your life for a stable career. Yeah, I feel I'm, I'm still a student here. I have five more classes until I graduate with my bachelor's degree. I'm 28 also. Um, and I feel like for me, it's like having the goal because education wasn't pushed where I came Mm -hmm. from. So I feel like even though I don't need the degree for what I'm doing right now, I still want it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've also done so many different careers in my 28 years. So I'm very pro like being open to new things and not feeling like you're tied down to something just because you went to school for it, or this is what you Mm -hmm. always thought you wanted to do. So I feel like be open to the possibilities and look into it and, and don't be afraid to like change your mind. Yeah. I, I also think, um, judging from what she said, and I guess you can also relate to this is that you are almost, she, it makes it seem like was basically told not to dream, not to have passions to pursue on her own. So it's, I would imagine it's hard to even know 
what that looks like for you. Like what right. is something that you're passionate that you want to go after feel like when you've been told that that's not your role and that your only role is to be a mom and a wife. It's like, how do you know how to dream or pursue something when you've been discouraged from doing that? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's hard. I agree though. I think what's your famous quote? Be a, be open, open to, the, to poss- the possibility, not attached to the outcome. Yeah. So I oh, think I if that. you've always thought that being a labor and delivery nurse is something that would really fulfill you and give you purpose, then I say go for it. And if you're in the middle of it and you're like, I know for sure this is not something I want to do anymore. That's okay. Yeah. We change. We change. We grow. Yeah. I remember I went to a culinary school, cosmetology school. I worked in a salon. I did accessories design. Um, and now I'm doing like direct and interactive marketing. So I've done a bunch of things. Um, and I remember at one point someone's like, Oh, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm finding my happiness. What are you doing? You know, I think it's, it's easy for people to judge and like to feel like you can't change your mind because of what people are going to say or that you can't stick to one career, but you're young. 28 is so young, like be open to trying what your dreams are like don't let anyone shut that down i i just think there's no question in my mind that abigail should 100 percent go be a labor and delivery nurse i don't think there's any <laughs> looking into it i think you've got to do this because you sat down and wrote this email to us so this is weighing on mm-hmm. you the reason you're not passionate about it is because what becca just said you were raised yeah. to not be passionate about things mm-hmm. this is your dream and 20 years from now imagine abigail in 2041 will she ever regret going to school to become a labor and delivery nurse never but you will absolutely regret not doing that mm-hmm. so i say there's no question yeah there you go and life is we and you know i was thinking about this this past week the people who are so quick to judge people's decisions and how they live their lives are the people who are most likely not happy with their, their life. life they it's have so it. true no, it's so true it's so easy to uh, say like you, sh- you why are you changing that why are you doing something different why don't you just be still because they're still you know like they're not moving forward they're not growing so I think it's really important to remember where a lot of that criticism and negativity comes from is from people who are doing less than you. Or are unhappy themselves. Yeah, or unhappy Mm -hmm. themselves. So, Abigail, I say go for it. Yeah, so true. Oh, I can't. Haters going to (laughs) hate. Thank you so much for scrubbing in today and i know this was such a treat you're like so like literally you're so cute so when i started watching <laughs> oh, the show i was like this girl you. is so cute and then i went to your instagram and i was just like oh i know just thank love you it guys i feel really special to be on and to be able to give advice oh my god it's a big job <laughs> <laughs> i know if you're ever in la you don't you live in new york right yeah if you're ever in la but hit us up we love to get I drinks will. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. I know. Yes, um, will you let everyone know where they can follow you and keep up with you and watch you? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all Butch of a Heart, same name across all platforms. Makes it so easy. And yeah. you can watch mm-hmm. My Unorthodox Life on Netflix. 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 Every episode is available so you can binge. And yeah, I might hit you up on the side just for some like, you know, definitely tips and tricks, Jewish, you know, <laughs> Jewish tips and tricks. Yes. Anything you need, let me know. My Happy first, our very first, I think it was uh, oh, the holiday. Was it Passover? 
Passover. No. Where you have like the, in the, bo- spring. the boiled egg and the like. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. On the plate. What's the plate called that you Yeah. Ka'ara. Is it, what's I it called? Right. Yeah. Ka'ara. It's like a, it's this big plate and you have like the egg and the lettuce. Yes. And yeah. 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 Bone. Yeah. The bone. Okay. So it, yeah. was our first, so it was my first Passover with my boyfriend and, um, and it was right after lockdown. So I wasn't even going to the grocery store at this time. And I'm reading my newest Jewish encyclopedia of like what I need on this plate for him. And it's like <laughs> this chicken bone. I had one of my neighbors give me some like, I don't really eat chicken. So she gave me like this old chewed chicken bone I put on there. And there was like some sort of jam. So I squeezed. I, I mean, the things I used for this plate the first year of us dating was so funny, but he was so appreciative because I like put the effort in. Yeah, to, like, that is really nice of you. Yeah. And then he did an Easter egg hunt around my place, Fun. but he's never celebrated Easter. So he like wrote clues um, like pieces of paper with clues of like where to look for the Easter eggs. And I was like, that's not how it works, but it was so cute. Cause he's never done one before. Oh my God. That sounds like so much fun. You got, do you do like a Hanukkah bush or anything like that? Yeah. We celebrated Hanukkah. Um, we celebrated Hanukkah and Christmas. So we did and like Christmas. the eight days and he's decorated my Christmas tree with me. And then, um, I lit the, I lit the, um, menorah menorah. Yes. I got a menorah. So here we are. Beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Um, thank you so much for being here. And seriously, if you're in LA, like let us. Yeah, know. I, I'm gonna take you guys up on that. Offer. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So nice meeting nice you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. You, you too. Bye. Bye. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my hero. My shero. Shero, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. 
That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom. You'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, sucky daters, this is Dean. And this is Jared. 
And this week, we have Kaylin and Ashley come on our podcast and tell us what they absolutely hate most about us. Be sure to listen to our podcast, Help I Suck at Dating, right now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. I I think she's just such a... I obviously am very sensitive to my personal journey and like religion and I... I know what's really important to me and what I value, but sometimes it's hard. Like people have such a strong opinion on it. And for sure, I posted today um, that Casey Musgrave song, follow uh-huh. your arrow. And it's such a great example of what it's like to be alive. Like no matter what you do, there's someone who's going to have an opinion and think that you're wrong or not doing it the right way. And she says like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And it's just the truest statement of life it's so true but you know what's so funny is like i don't care i know like, well, i'm people working hit on me that, up but... and they're like how can you like like the zodiac and <laughs> it's like so not you know like the christian Are they server thing dudes? yeah the they're all surfers and oh. dms and i'm like <laughs> i love the zodiac i think it's fun i relate to my sign and i think it's fun i love jesus and my relationship with god is not contingent on my horoscope reading like i i I don't know i mean that's a small example of just kind of what the surfer bros and the dms yeah Yeah. but yeah everybody has an opinion about something and it's just like whatever you write your my therapist told me something that i found really interesting she's just like you write your own story nothing's Mm -hmm. right and nothing's wrong it's your life yeah i'm really working on that it's very hard for me Yeah, I really like kind of I was talking to Tanya. I was like, you're so good at just being like, so what? (laughs) And I'm like, so what? People don't like me. People don't agree with me. And it's like, why do I? I always think like, why do I get so caught up in what someone who literally does it like they know me to an extent from the podcast and from social media and I guess watching The Bachelor, but like they don't know me. They don't, they haven't cultivated a relationship with me. So why do I hold their opinion to such a high place in my mind? Yeah. I don't know. But my aunt said, my aunt did say, she goes, that's kind of part of your compassion and empathy towards people because you know how it feels like, you know what it feels like to be hurt. So it gives you, maybe it's part of your, how you treat other people. And I'm like, well I'm freaking tired of it (laughs) I think it's different like obviously when I was going through all this stuff with you know religion and choosing Christianity I think those were tough conversations to have with my parents because Mm -hmm. I felt like there was a part of me I felt like I was letting them down and that was hard I mean that but that's what I'm saying like people that are in your life disappointing those people is not the same that's that's hard for me and that is a process and it gets me down and I have to work through and I have to you know but for people that don't know me and they're just like smacking their like, uh, I'm like, bye. What are they smacking? <laughs> don't need it. Well, Thank it's you. also this desire that you have to make everyone happy. And that's impossible. There's no chance that when you get to a certain level that everyone's going to love you, everything you do. But why do I think that like it's almost makes me feel like I'm this like narcissistic person that I think that I have the ability to make everyone happy. It's not narcissistic. I think it's the opposite. I think you just want everybody to like you. And I, I think everybody does. But well, that's my therapist also said she said people who say that they don't care what people think of them are 
lying yeah she was like but some people are able to just kind of like let it roll off their back she was like you really take it to heart yeah like i i i want everybody to like me i don't want people not to like me yeah but you're fine if they don't like you've accepted like yeah if because they i don't, do think it's don't. also such a it's such a for me thank god the 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 people that send love and encouragement is like 90% and the negative is like 10. So it's easier to kind of let it roll off. You know, if it yeah. was a lot more the other way, I think I'd be in a downward I spiral. I don't really feel like I get the same amount of like love in my DMS that you get. So I think when I see the bad ones, I'm kind of like, those really stand out. Cause I'm like, they, they like leap off the screen. But there's, you know, there's an option. It's sad because there is an option to where you can turn your DMs off and like people can't yeah, DM yeah. you. But then it's like I lose the connection with the people that oh, no, I, I want love to the talk DMs. to. Oh, I love I'm, reading what I'm my saying DMs. though. Yours are, I bet, a lot nicer than mine. But I just, I feel like it's there. Social media does have that. You, the connecting with other people is really beautiful. And also yeah. it opens you up to so much like, negativity about yourself that you're like am I that way you know it's kind of a double I was saying the other day it's a double-edged sword yeah but I do think it's it's really I think you're going to get that point and it's going to be really empowering for you because I think that you know religion can be very um what's the word polarizing or very mm-hmm. you know, yeah like totally you do this and or you do that and you're wrong and I don't yeah. I don't I don't believe that and yeah. I'm a Christian and you know, everyone has their own path. I think it's, I would like for everyone listening this to this to remember that and, yeah. and, you know, use your words in a way that are giving life as opposed to the opposite. Yeah. I have to tell you something though. Okay. What? You still can't taste or smell. No, what? Your breath smells so bad. Oh my God. This whole time I've been like, <laughs> No, not rude. Not rude. That makes sense. I wouldn't have thought of that being a side effect. But yeah, you can sense it when you you stink. But yeah. if you don't have those Well, I just abilities. like had gum in my mouth, but I can't chew gum on the podcast. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure that you know, just for future. Well, I haven't really seen anyone. Right, that's fine. You drink that water up. We're nice and nice. And... I never tell her when her breath stinks. What is my breath stink? Almost every time I see you. I, you, that's gross. I don't well, have like, halitosis. I well, I don't know what you have, but like, I don't know. If my not breath smells you. every time you see me, that's it's a not lot. like horrible. It's just like, um, like stale. That's gross. And you don't ever tell me. Well, you should be able to sense it. I don't have taste or smell, so I can't sense it. That is so, you are that person. I, it's actually so funny. So well, we were at dinner last night. It was at Brad's birthday dinner, and I had this, like, gnarly green thing in my tooth. And Brad was like, oh, my gosh, you need to get that out. And I was like, you know what? I had this gnarly flaxseed in my tooth for an entire interview one day, and Becca didn't even tell me. I didn't? No, I went on Instagram, posted a video and saw it in my Instagram. And I was like, I was just with Becca for three hours and she didn't tell me I had this giant chia seed in my tooth. I'm putting gum in. My worst fear is having like any sort of odor to me. So I'm like, this is triggering. My worst fear is one of you guys chewing gum throughout a podcast. Well, so I'm just trying to chew it. Over. Thank God. That's why I waited till the end to tell her because I knew she was going to be. No, I didn't end the podcast. Well, no, I'm, we're still doing the podcast. I'm just saying I waited till the end to tell you. 
Becca was coming over here today going, oh, I got to go see Tanya. Thank God I can't smell today. I know. It's I'm not offended. So I'm texting Red Star and asking him if my breath smells every day. This is. It's not. It's not like you said mine's like really bad, but that's just because like I have no awareness. Yours is not bad. It's just stale is not always the freshest, but what? I'm sure mine has not smelled good before. Yeah, I don't brush my teeth like four times a day, so it's not minty fresh. That's okay, so let's let's just put some mints in a little bowl right between those two microphones. No, you, you guys know we need a mint before we track every week. We need that um those Listerine strips. Fine. That they good. put on they give you on The Bachelor. Oh, he's typing. Wow, attentive boyfriend. He's very attentive. And if yeah. he like if I FaceTime him in the middle of the day and he's in a meeting or he'll just like hit me back and be like, in a meeting, send kiss. He said, LOL, what? That means no, what'd right? You, what'd you ask? I said, does my breath smell every day? And he said, what? He that said, doesn't mean no. <laughs> he said, LOL, what? Question yeah, he's mark. He's buying time. He's got to come up with an yeah. answer. He's like, how do I do this respectfully? <laughs> does my breath smell bad? A lot of the time. He's probably so confused. <laughs> does my breath smell right now? No, nice and fresh. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I would have put gum in before. I just, I can put it on the top of my, um. He says no sometime. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm going to have to tell 95P. <laughs> Why do you ask? <laughs> Why doesn't he tell me that my breath smells? Do I have halitosis? It's not I swear it's not every time I see I dated you, a guy that had halitosis. It's not and so halitosis. I'm, I'm very like, I'm triggered by all of this right now. It's not halitosis. Sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate his honesty. He's a good yeah, man. Yeah, I'm a little shocked he went there. Yeah, the answer is no, your breath smells like roses and daisies, Angel. <sighs> 95P is. Like, rarely do, like, I feel like I'm always really cautious of it, but we are respectful towards each other. I am too, like, the minute I have really bad breath in the morning when I wake up in the morning, (laughs) like, what? I have really bad breath in the morning, like, very, very bad. And so when I wake up, oh, he's FaceTiming me, (laughs) hang on. I have really bad breath in the morning, so I wake up and I go and I brush. Okay, this is what happened. Hold on, we're still recording the podcast. Can you, can I put you on? Yeah. My bad breath. breath. Does it smell bad a lot no, of the time? No, hold on. Let me let me intro why we're talking about this. Okay. So Red Star, um, I can't taste or smell from COVID. And so Tanya just looks at me and goes, I just have to tell you your breath smells so bad. I know you can't taste or smell. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Like I can't, you know, like I rarely ever, I always have gum. So like it, it's never bad. But Mark would like scream at me if I chewed gum. So I was like, I never say that to you, like when your breath smells. And she goes, well, when does my breath smell? And I'm like, well, you know, like most of the time when I see you, because you've been talking. Most of the time. Well, because, well, that's. Breath smells most of the time. Your breath smells occasionally just like anybody. No. Okay. I was trying to say Thank because you. she's been, she talks all day and it sometimes just smells a little stale. I wasn't saying she has like halitosis or anything. Do you think I have halitosis? She's not saying you have halitosis, but yeah. I know what she means. Sometimes, yeah, it does. But it's like, but it's normal. 
I think I don't think it's unusual. Is my point. That's why I'm laughing so much. Does his breath ever smell? No, your breath never smells, unless except for. Of course, my breath smells sometimes. No, just in the morning. Well, morning doesn't count. Yeah, morning does not count. Okay, you know I'm done with both of you. We need to finish well, I, the podcast. She- <laughs> okay. This went from Becca having. Clear. So it's. It, it, when, I, when you say it is your breath smell, occasionally it smells stale, like she's saying, not like bad. No, she's not, she was basically like, your breath smells so bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm aware normally, but I can't taste or smell anything. So I just put in gum whenever I can because I can't, I don't know. And she goes, and I'm like, I can't chew gum on the podcast. So then she triggered me. And so I just was trying to say like, that was kind of rude. I never say that to you. And she's like, well, when does my breath smell? I'm like, well, sometimes it just smells stale. Yeah, no, that's not not true, but it's not. <laughs> okay, we're done here. This really took a turn. This really took a turn. I love you. I'll call you later. Bye. Bye. This really took a turn. You know, I was ready to wrap up the podcast. Just tell you your breath smells. So in case you're going somewhere after you pop in. I'm a not breath going mint. anywhere. And now it turned into I'm now going to be obsessively uh, obsessed with brushing my teeth all I the think time. we get Listerine and my boyfriend strip. says my breath is, smells stale but he said it's normal he wasn't acting like he was concerned about it I like that stale is the unanimous yeah. choice of adjective <laughs> like he like fully agreed with like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've smelled that before wow all right well good to know so I will not be not using mints or gum when I go anywhere. I'm in talk- Luckily, I haven't really talked to anyone yeah. or seen anyone in person. So I, I'm like questioning Moral everything. The story <laughs> is that I'm a good friend and I tell her when her breath smells and I don't get the courtesy back. I'll be, I can do that to you. I just, yeah. do you want me to just, I, I'll, we'll keep the strips here and I'll just yeah. subtly hand it to you. I'm going to keep some Altoids in my pocket. That's the, yeah. <laughs> All right. What an unexpected turn at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Anybody that hang on, hung, hangs on till the end, this was a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> I always love getting like reading the DMs from scrubbers that really listen to like every minute of the podcast because I can tell because they'll reference something that we say right at the very end. And I'm like, wow, they really made it all the way through. Also, if you're listening and you have the lack of taste or smell, your breath probably stings. So yeah, PSA. PSA for everybody. Spoiler alert. It's a weird thing. Um, Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that you all have a great week and we will see you next Monday. We won't see you, but we'll be here. Yep. Love you. Bye. Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year 
Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 